Hey there, I'm Leah Party, and you're listening to Bare Naked Soul, a podcast where we have real, uncensored conversations about the things we aren't supposed to talk about. Let's break all the rules and shed all the programming that's ever made us feel weak, scared, and caused us to shrink ourselves. It's time to live uncaged, freely expressing ourselves and manifesting our dreamiest, juiciest, and most pleasure-filled lives. Let's do the damn thing. Hello, welcome back to Bare Naked Soul. I have so many things to say to you today. So many things. If you are a perfectionist, a recovering perfectionist like me, if you are wondering if maybe you have perfectionism, it's one of those things where like, how do we really know if we have it, right? Just listen to this episode. It's going to be so helpful. I just feel like, man, if I could have listened to this episode four or five years ago, even like two, three years ago, even in the past couple of months. I mean, it's just stuff that we need to hear and we need to hear over and over and over. I've done a lot of work on perfectionism. I've read lots of books that have been super helpful. I've listened to lots of podcasts. Like I've been working on this for quite some time and it's helped so much. I couldn't have come to the point of actually publishing my book if I hadn't worked through so much of it, right? But it still creeps in. It still creeps in and... I just want this episode to be something that revitalizes you, allows you to like feel some ease in your chest and say, you know what? I'm doing okay. (laughs) Okay. So perfectionism is kind of like this. It's this need to constantly improve in every area of life. Generally, this affects high achievers. um, It affects more women than men, although many men are, are widely affected by this as well. It's like you have this scorecard of your life and you just are obsessed with making it perfect in every way. And because of all of that, we tend to set really, really high expectations that are unrealistic. And so then what happens is we end up in this cycle where we're not hitting our goals, things don't turn out as perfect as we wanted them to, we get down on ourselves. It's just like, It creates a lot of negative energy for us and is a waste of energy. So that's why it's really detrimental. And I know like in our culture, you know, speaking from someone here in the U.S. especially, like perfectionism is one of those things where like I remember, I remember like you're supposed to tell an interviewer when they ask what your biggest flaw is, your biggest weakness, perfectionism, right? It's like this thing that's seen as good, a little bad, but mostly good, but really perfectionism blocks us from so much because it stops people from taking risks because of this fear of failure or not being good enough. And taking risks is what life is all about. You know, putting yourself out there, doing things you want to do is what life is all about. So we're going to dive into all of this today. I'm so excited, but I have a couple of announcements first. Um, First is I am I have already planned my next retreat. It is actually open for enrollment and it is my second annual stillness in spring retreat. So it's happening at the end of March. It is in Oakland, Maryland, which is like the Deep Creek Lake area. Beautiful. Um, We have a gorgeous cabin. We have a hot tub. We're going to do breath work. We're going to do some really cool new things. Like we're going to do an eye gazing workshop. Um, We're going to do a silent hike, which we did at the last one. Um, we're going to have sound healing so much more. You guys, this is going to be such a powerful experience. So 
if you have been telling yourself, I'm coming on the next retreat many, many, many times, if every time I launch a retreat, you say, I'm coming to the next one, come to this one. Just, just come. It's, it's going to be a really, really good time. It's going to be worth it. Um, the link will be in the show notes for you to check that out. And yeah, these are one of my favorite things that I do. So I'm really, really excited. The next announcement that I have is drum roll. I have a new journal coming out very, very, very soon. So as you guys may know, I released my first um, guided journal about a year ago. It was a little over a year ago, the Heal Your Shit Journal. And it has just been such a success. People have absolutely loved it. People reach out and tell me these transformations they've had. And I wanted to create another one. I want to create at least one every year. Because for me, as someone who's obsessed with journaling, it's been one of the most transformational parts of my life. It's one of the most relaxing parts of my day. It's just been, it's been amazing. I still feel like I want prompts provided to me, even though, um, you know, for the past three or more years, I've been coaching my clients. And one of my big things that I do with every client, every single call is I provide customized journaling prompts um, for their homework. And so, and I've created home, uh, journaling homework for all kinds of other programs. So like I have a million journaling prompts in my mind. It's very natural for me to create them. But I still find that when I'm journaling, like with a blank page, like I would rather have journaling prompts like provided to me. So with this journal, I'm kind of creating what I wish existed. Now I know that these exist, but um, I don't see many people sharing them. I don't really see many, um, at least the people that I follow, like selling these type of journals. So I wanted to create one all around self-love. I'm really, really excited to share the title with you guys and more details coming soon. But you guys are hearing this first on the podcast. I haven't announced this anywhere else. It's going to be really, 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 really good. So get ready to buy some of those for Christmas presents for every girl in your life and maybe some men too who don't mind pink, who have embraced their feminine. (laughs) Okay, so... The thing I want to talk about first with this episode is actually about podcasting. So I've had this podcast for a little over three years and it's been successful like from the get-go. It became successful pretty quickly and that's amazing. That's wonderful. The thing that is really interesting about podcasting is we can't see each other's stats. So like when you think of of running, like I run a personal brand and I have an Instagram, that's a like hub for my brand. And I can see other people's engagement, right? You can see how many likes people are getting. You you can't see their story views, but you can see how many followers they have, right? And so it's very easy to do a lot of comparison there. With podcasting, you can't see other people's stats unless they share them. So like I shared recently that I hit 250,000 downloads, which is a pretty big deal. That's a huge number. I'm really proud of that. And yeah, so it's like, I, I don't know how many other downloads other people get. I have no idea. And so recently, this, the end of every year, Spotify will send out this like wrapped thing. And everyone's sharing this on Instagram about like their top artists they listen to on Spotify and whatever, and their top podcasts. So they send um, creators their stats. And I'm going to read some of these stats to you guys. Um, I mean, I was kind of mind blown, to be honest. I was shocked. So... These are my stats. I was listened to in 58 countries. Um, I am the top, a top 10 podcast for 640 fans. 
a top five podcast for 401 fans, the number one podcast for 81 fans. Hi, I'm obsessed with you. Um, I was in the top 15% most shared globally. What? So sharing my podcast from Spotify through text, through Instagram, through WhatsApp, etc. And I was in the top 5% most followed podcast. So having like the most subscribers. What? <laughs> I'm sharing this with you. I mean, of course you want to celebrate with me. You listen to the podcast. Yay. But I'm also sharing this because I want you guys to know that like people that struggle with perfectionism, like me, a recovering perfectionist, really struggle to see their own success. And when it comes to things like this, so like with being in the top 15% most shared podcasts, a, a, like 30% or something like that of it is shared on Instagram. And so many are shared through texts. Many are shared on Instagram, but the person doesn't tag me, which is totally fine, but I'm not seeing it, right? So in my mind, people don't share my podcast that often because I only see it when they tag me. So I had no idea that all these people have been sharing my podcast, right? And it's just very easy to assume that everyone else in my, like my peers are doing better than me as a recovering perfectionist, that it's like a big thing. Everyone else looks more successful. And we tend to do that in general. We tend to inflate the success of others. We're looking at everybody's highlight reel. Hello, you know, right here, I'm sharing my my celebration and the thing that's going really well, right? But I'm not always going to share the parts that aren't going so well, um, especially if they're very personal for me. So yeah, like I, I just assume, you know, I not to compare, but this is what we do, right? I, I noticed that someone I follow and listen to her podcast that has way more followers than me. She shared her stats and mine were like a lot better, you know? And I, I only say that because it's like, in my mind, I had blown this person up and assumed they were so far ahead of me and assumed they had such a bigger platform and that wasn't actually true. So the number one lesson, of course, is don't compare, but we're human. It's going to happen. And we just have to realize, like, this is the thing. This is why I wanted to make this episode for you as the perfectionist. You have to realize and remember that it's very difficult to see your own success, that you're inflating everybody else's success, that you're probably doing way better than you think. That is the story here. <laughs> Oh, it's so, it's so crazy, you know, and um, something a client and I were discussing recently with all of this is like the constant need to improve in every area of life. Like we feel this like needing to improve in every area. I noticed it recently with myself with cooking. Now, if you've heard some of my story, I talk about this in the book, I developed a hatred for cooking, but really... I came to realize it was perfectionism. It was um, a fear of failure. It was a fear of the pressure. It was, I was creating all these stories. So I just decided I hated cooking instead of, instead of like facing my perfectionism, my fear, whatever. So I moved through that and developed a love for cooking. And I'm so happy that that happened because cooking is something I loved as a kid. Um, so it came back to me and I've been cooking a ton. This time of year, it's like, I'm so into cooking and baking. 
you know, warm crock pots and like savory, like homestyle meals and soup and bread. But I noticed that the other day I was like making chili and I was like, okay, like what can I do to make this even better? You know, my chili recipe and I'm lately I've been putting all my recipes in a cookbook because I want to keep track of them and be able to tweak them and stuff and remember them. And I realized like, hold on, like this can so easily become like an obsession. I do not need to be Gordon Ramsay. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's that fine line though, because of course we want to improve things. There's nothing wrong with wanting to make like a bomb ass chili. Uh, but do I want to be obsessed with improving in every area all the time? No, I don't. I want to be obsessed with living my fucking life. I want to be obsessed with the present moment, right? I want to be obsessed with the smell that's the aroma that's wafting through the kitchen as I'm cooking and I'm listening to music and like dancing while I cook. Like that's what I want. Not this constant need to make everything better, to make everything perfect. So awareness is a big part of it, right? Awareness is a big part of it. Noticing these patterns, noticing when we are having these things creep in and being like, wait a second. Is this really in alignment with me? You know? So, I I mean, I have to think that, I think that, you know, the USA is one of the worst countries for this. For So, so what I'm talking about here is like, we have a culture of, we need to improve constantly. Humans are measured by their productivity. And with the way that, you know, our government is... <laughs> my God, ridiculously influenced by corporations through lobbying. Like big corporations run America. I don't know if people know that. That's the reality of of our life here. Um, And big corporations, especially, are very much driven by, you know, public corporations. It's like the year over year growth thing. If the company's not growing year over year, it's a big red flag and it's a big problem. So it's like it it bleeds into our society, creating this culture where people are measured by their productivity and that productivity has to be increasing all the time. And I just don't know if that's <laughs> lines up with my values. Do I want to, and I, and I do this with my own business. So like, I also come from a background working for a huge publicly traded corporation in sales and it was very much like year over year growth, like profit needs to increase and blah, 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 and whatever. And um, I was measured by that, of course. And so it, it, bringing into my business, I brought in this like expectation that my business, um, my year over year profit should be increasing consistently. And again, that's nothing wrong with that. That's great. Like that also does make sense. Like growth is natural. Like my audience is going to grow. My podcast listeners grow. Of course, I'm going to make more money over time. Like, yes, but it can become that obsession with the expectation being so high and it not being ever acceptable to make the same amount of money two years in a row. I mean, is that the end of the world? Is that really what's important? Do you see what I'm saying? So like, I think that's a big part of this is we're measured by our productivity and then we measure ourselves by our productivity at home, right? And in every area, we need to be improving and improving and improving and improving and improving. It reminds me of um, 
when I was like looking into veneers for my teeth several years ago. And I was like, I've told this story many times, but basically I was like, had an appointment scheduled, was going to spend, you know, several thousand dollars getting these veneers. I had like a consultation appointment and um, scheduled. And I was like upset about the cellulite on my butt, like stretch marks, which really isn't bad at all. But at the time it felt really bad. And I was like, wait a minute, I think there's a laser treatment I could get for this after like, I'll pay for the veneers and I'll save up money again. And then I'll get this laser treatment. And it like something stopped me in my tracks at that moment. I was like, oh my God, this is going to go on for the rest of my life. Always needing to improve the way I look in, in drastic ways. Is that really what I want? So I canceled the veneers consultation. It's a whole story you can read about in the book. whatever. Um, but it's like, that's kind of what our culture is like. And I have to believe that social media comparison has only made this worse. Like we're just constantly bombarded with, um, with Instagram highlight reel, you know? And so we need, everyone has this big old wedding. Everyone has these vacations. Everyone has all these things. And like, listen, I, I share highlights on Instagram. Obviously, I share my travels and all sorts of wonderful things. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think we have to like check in with ourselves though and say, do I need this just because someone else has it? And I'm gonna be real with you. So my husband and I have our five-year wedding anniversary next weekend. And I'm very excited. It's a big deal. I was talking to my mom about it and I was like, well, I don't know what to do for my yeah, like, what do you think Alex and I should do for our anniversary? Like, I don't, we don't really have any plans, like, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, oh, like, going out to dinner isn't good enough. And I was kind of like, all right, mom, like, you know, it's a five-year anniversary, like, it's a big deal, you know, I didn't say anything, but it, it, it made me think, though, because I had to ask myself, why isn't going out to dinner good enough? What do I really want? Really? <clears throat> if I'm being honest, like, I would love to go out to dinner, And I would love to come home immediately after and sit on the couch with my husband and like watch a movie. That's what I really want to (laughs) do. Especially this time of year. I'm obsessed with um, being at home with him. I'm obsessed with it. And I recognize that part of me wanted to do something really big for the five year so that I could share it on social media so that it would validate my marriage so that people would say, right? Like I, I recognize with that within myself. And I thought, isn't that interesting? Part of me wants to do something really big for other people. Wow. Right. Why? Oh man. So we have to like, we have to just really check in with this consistently balancing our goals, balancing what we want in life, the the growth that is natural for us, desiring things and travel and experiences, wonderful things, growth in our businesses, career growth with satisfaction. You know, I think we can be satisfied in our daily lives, not obsessively thinking about what's next or how we can improve and still grow in various areas. So this is something you could journal is like, what does that look like for me? What, like, what are my values for my life? What's most important to me? First of all, most important thing. And how can I balance 
being satisfied with where I'm at with wanting more? How can I have goals and, and go for things and have a vision board, but also be satisfied on the daily with where I'm at? So pause this, go back and listen to that again, jot those down and get to journaling. <clears throat> so I think a big part of it too is like believing that growth is natural for us. Believing that, of course, things tend to grow, right? That's part of life. We're going to continue reading books, listening to podcasts, doing more meditation, like growing our in our spiritual and our personal development. We don't have to be obsessed in order to do that. We're going to continue to find new little ways to eat healthier and like find ways we love to exercise and grow our health. Like we don't have to be obsessed to do that. And same with our careers and our businesses. We're going to have goals. We're going to create. We're going to do. We're going to apply for that next promotion. We don't have to be obsessed to do that. I do want to say for those of you who are entrepreneurs, so especially solo entrepreneurs, you know, running a personal brand type of things, it's it's isolating, you know. Um, you don't have coworkers, you don't have a boss. So it's really, really important to get some community going because at least like when I worked at Unifirst, the sales company, I don't think I ever said the name of this company I used to work for um, on here, but it was Unifirst and I was in sales and it was a ton of pressure, quotas, craziness, people getting fired because they weren't selling enough, whatever. And um, at least though I had coworkers that would help, like we could we were all commiserating. <laughs> we were all struggling, right? Like, and, and not that it was all a struggle, but um, we were all celebrating together too. But like, it wasn't so isolating where you feel alone and you don't think anyone else is going through this. It's very easy to look at everybody else's personal brand business and think, oh, well, they're not struggling. Everything looks great for them, right? They're not stuck in comparison loops. They're not whatever. And so, Community is really, really important. That can be mentorship, hiring a coach. I've learned so much from my coaches um, for many reasons, but one is just them being honest and straight with me. And I tend to hire coaches that are very authentic for that reason. And hearing like, oh, they still have some of these fears and doubts. Oh, they don't have it all together all the time. Really helpful stuff. Um, as well as, of course, like other things you can work on with your coach, but joining masterminds, same thing, you know, being in the community with other people is so, so huge. I think the same if you like you're a mom, there's so much mom shame and mom guilt, be, be in community with other people that are raising kids the same age, like be in community with others. It's so important. You know, you guys know, I do like an in-person co-working day every week. It's just me and three girls who run businesses at home and we get together and work once a week. And it's been so amazing because like each week we each have, you know, our time slot of sharing what we're experiencing right now, what we're celebrating, what we're struggling with, what we need um, feedback on. And uh, it never feels that at least one of us is having these comparison moments, is having this perfectionism, is having all of this expectations that aren't being met or whatever that that are too high and we get to check in with each other and be like no 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 it's not just you like whatever 
So if you can't find that in person, create it. Same with online, like create it. It's out there for you. If not, you can create it. Um, I didn't, couldn't find any co-working groups like that. So I created one. It took time to meet the right people and get, get it going and get people that were committed, but it's possible and it's worth it. Um, so just remember your expectations are probably way too high, probably too high. (laughs) And you're probably doing way better than you think in all areas, in parenting, in your physical appearance, in your business, right? Like in your career, you're probably doing way better than you think. Can you check in with yourself with that? Can you ask yourself if that might be possible? If that might be the case for you? Another, okay, so the last thing I want to touch on is overthinking. Because I, you guys know, I'm a believer that most of our problems stem from overthinking. Overthinking is a form of resistance. Overthinking is a disease. It is an addiction. And it affects most of us. Um, it's a big part of the problem is that we're thinking all the time. So this is where mindfulness comes in. This is where getting grounded on the daily comes in. And that's through breath work, meditation, yoga. You don't have to do these things for hours a day. Like sometimes I'll do 10 minutes of breath work and 10 minutes of yoga and it changes my whole day. You know, it's like taking little breaks to do a few yoga poses while breathing and really feeling the movements and getting out of your head. When you're in the shower, focusing on feeling the warm water on your body, massaging the shampoo into your head, like being being there, catching yourself when you're overthinking, when your mind is daydreaming, when you're like, just focus on the moment. Just come back to the moment. And I promise it will really, really, really help with all of this. Because when we focus on the moment, we realize that half the things we were worried about really aren't important at all, first of all. It just centers us. It makes us feel calm and at ease. And then we can use our brain for what it's meant to be, a tool, when we need to use it versus us just constantly thinking and you know, playing worst case scenarios in our mind and worrying and all these things that really just drain us. Okay. So if you are looking for something to re to revitalize or whatever you want to call it, your morning routine, the breath portal just got an uplift, an upgrade. So this is my membership program, which is a digital library of breathwork and meditation videos, as well as workshops, access to all my live workshops, like my breathe and flow intuitive dance and breathwork workshops. And the upgrade is that you're now getting a monthly journaling workbook. That's going to come through email and a newsletter with also like the announcement of the events we have and what's been added recently to the breath portal. So that's going to really help with accountability. This is going to really make the people in the breath portal um, be reminded to get in there and do do a freaking video, right? And so we're also going to have special live events that are just for Breath Portal members. So there's a lot in this. This is a really, really great tool for your morning routine to be like spiced up, new videos all the time, um, really deeply healing breathwork sessions. So, so good. And it's less than a dollar a day. 
So it's a no-brainer. Um, the link's in the show notes for that. Just find something that grounds you, whether it's the breath portal or something else that's going to make you commit to a morning routine that centers you and pulls you into the here and now. It'll change your life. Okay. I love you guys. I will see you next week.